Welcome back to the Doggy Juice Pod. This is episode number 151, Friday, December 15th, 2023. And I've got a quick episode for all of you heading into the weekend. We'll touch on some college football, college hoops, and then close out the pod with a look at the NFL Week 15 slate. And of course, our official Doggy Juice Pod NFL teaser of the week after moving our record to 9-5 and five on the year last weekend. Let's get going. I can feel it all the way down in my plums. Getting all swollen. It's that time of year, baby. We're seeing our season-long NFL and college football contests uh, wind down with just a few weeks left of the NFL regular season. And then, of course, college football bowl season is kicking off this weekend. So it's an exciting time. A lot more game theory on some of these pools if you're fortunate enough to be in the running on maybe your your contest pools, your against-the-spread pools, your uh, even your survivor pools. And the Circa Survivor Contest is really... Uh, a very interesting scenario right now for anybody paying attention. You had uh, a bloodbath on Monday night with the two uh, bigger favorites losing outright. Of course, that uh, that comeback in the Dolphins-Titans uh, game was pretty wild. And a friend of the pod, Paulie Howard, who's a host of VEASAN's Follow the Money, he was one of the t- around 20 people remaining this past weekend, unfortunately lost with the Packers, which is really brutal. Um, so now we're down to 13 contestants remaining in that, that massive contest, I believe it's a nine plus million dollar prize pool, and it all goes to to the winner. You know, if multiple people are standing at the end, then it goes to them. It's that simple. But where it gets really interesting is you're seeing uh, discussions on chopping, and you see this a lot in in bigger poker tournaments, but you also see it in in season-long contests and and other uh, sports betting style contests. Um, Obviously, chopping up a pot requires unanimous agreement with everybody remaining inside the pool. And the word on the street is everyone thought that everyone was going to agree to a chop in the Circa Survivor, but there's one holdout. Apparently, there's 12 of the 13 people have all agreed on a $400,000 guarantee for everybody, and then they play for the remaining $4 million, uh, which sounds pretty reasonable to a lot of people, but there's one holdout refusing to do it, which is, of course, very interesting uh, because hedging something like that, I, I believe the, the dollar value of every remaining ticket, remain, remaining survivor entry in the Circus Survivor Contest is worth about, it's over $700,000, those tickets. And it's hard to hedge that much money uh, in a game, especially with four weeks remaining where you got to pick every winner. So very interesting game theory there, and I feel kind of bad for some of those people in, <laughs> remaining in that contest that maybe just want to see that life-changing money get guaranteed for them and then play for even more life-changing money, but that one holdout's really making things interesting there. So, uh, you know, it's always interesting. There's always more to consider. Maybe that remaining holdout, I don't I don't know this, maybe he has a better, or in, in him or her, uh, in, in their minds, they have more of a, uh, of a chance. Maybe their road's a little bit easier. They've been saving better teams for the final stretch, but, uh, you know, maybe, maybe just for, you know, just a little bit of, I don't know, like good karma. You want to come to a, an agreement maybe for a little bit less or something. I don't know, but don't want to speak for anybody. It's interesting to watch. Of course, everyone wants to dream about being in a situation like that. I can only imagine how much that completely takes over your your mindset heading into the, the final stretch uh, here. Must be all you think about, probably. Probably ruining your relationships heading into the holidays. But uh, that's an interesting one to follow, the Circus Survivor Contests. And they, they run awesome contests over there. They're, they're against the spread pool, too, of course, the Cir- the Circa Millions uh, with the guaranteed prize pool. Amazing to, to play in that. Uh, speaking of pools, we have our college football bulls kicking off in earnest this weekend, beginning with uh, Georgia Southern and Ohio in the Myrtle Beach Bowl. We'll have college football in our lives on a daily basis now, moving forward all the way up until early January, of course, with the uh, college football playoff. 
And I've touched on bowl game betting in recent weeks. I'm not going to belabor some of the points I've made, especially two podcast episodes ago. I, I dove into some of the specifics that you want to focus on and how college football betting is just different than any other handicapping process throughout the, the course of the calendar year. It's uh, less so market timing, less so a market timing, the importance and more so on the importance of handicapping team news and, and even team motivation. So uh, it's important. Information is just incredibly important in bowl game betting, which players are sitting out, especially now with more transfers than ever before. A lot of quarterbacks, too. A lot of Mac quarterbacks out this year. That's noteworthy this year. Uh, that's in my opinion. But yeah, that's it's something to pay attention to. We've obviously seen some wild line moves, and I've always discussed, you know, you want to be more willing to back a dog on the money line and less willing to to take a favorite, especially a big favorite on the money line, just due to the higher variance in college football bowl game betting. So um Hope you all do well on your pools. The, the Oklahoma State plus three line that I gave out on last week's episode has gone down to two consensus now, uh, plus two against Texas A&M. Still worth a look on the money line, I think, at plus money. That one might even close a pick. Uh, the way it's trending, too, it's just a spot where I'm fine backing Coach Mike Gundy in his 11-6 and bowl game record against uh, Texas A&M team that's missing a ton of starters and has substitute teachers in there coaching them uh, for this bowl game. So that's still a good look, I think. Um, in terms of plays that we're on here as a team here on the Doggy Juice Pod, Oklahoma State. Even though if these two teams were fully healthy during the season, I would have definitely had uh, A&M as a touchdown plus favorite on a neutral. Uh, you got to adjust those power ratings a little more aggressively, and by a little I mean a lot more aggressively sometimes in college football bowl season. So Oklahoma State at plus money still worth a look on the money line, even if you missed that plus three. Moving on to some quick college hoops, the Ken Palm Top 10 as of Friday morning. Houston, Arizona, Purdue, UConn, Baylor, BYU, Marquette, Tennessee, Auburn, and Alabama. Right outside the Top 10, we got Gonzaga, Kansas, Creighton, and Duke. Um, and the reason why I just bring that up is because all four of those teams are in the Top 10 of my own power ratings, but it just kind of shows how much parity we have this year with a lot of teams. All those teams I reeled off there have a legitimate shot to win the title. I know BYU is one I've been kind of scoffing at, but when you look at their metrics, they they deserve to be in the top 10. Uh, and Ken Palm will be interesting once they get into that uh, conference play this year with a lot more of a difficult schedule this time around. But um, And I did see them. Their, their uh, futures prices have completely plummeted through the past couple weeks. I heard some people saying they were able to get 500-1 to 1 on, on BYU. I saw 80-1 to 1 out there was the best I saw uh, this week for them to win it all. It's really come down. Even just a couple weeks ago, it was 150-1 to 1 that was out there. But uh, BYU's been a team that's really risen up the ratings, especially on Kempom, uh, to start the season. Um, Arizona is who I have at the top of my ratings at this time now officially. Shout out to friends of the pod, the Danimal and, and Kip. And Luke and Ian from Prop Swap, all fellow Wildcats, uh, they're at number one Arizona, and we have a fantastic slate of games on Saturday. Notably, a few games with top tier teams featuring what will be higher totals in the high 150s, low 160s. Expect those to come out when lines pop. Uh, I don't see Saturday um, spreads and totals up yet as I'm recording this on Friday morning. But be on the lookout for those openers on, on Friday afternoon, and that includes teams number uh, one, numbers one and two on my power ratings, and a lot of people's ratings on Kempom's ratings too. Arizona and Purdue face off on Saturday. That game's going to be in Indianapolis, so home court uh, 
little home court advantage for the Boilermakers, but Arizona's shown they can travel to an opponent's territory and win after you know they beat Duke at notably at Cameron Indoor Stadium at the start of the year as five, five and a half point road dogs in that game. So lines aren't up yet as I record this, but I do expect it to be around Purdue minus two in that game. Ken Palm makes the final score Purdue eighty one to eighty. I think this might be a good spot to back Purdue here actually. Um, you know, the Arizona's been getting a lot of uh, attention from the betting markets. I think it might be a good spot to back Purdue at anything pick them or better definitely, but even you know minus one, minus two I think is that's about as high as I'd be going on that one uh, in terms of backing Purdue in that spot. But I think that's that's worth a good look, even though Arizona, like I said, is at the top of my ratings. You got to give a little bit of a look for Purdue there uh, with with the the travel and the the home crowd and waking up in in their own beds that morning too. So or most likely, I don't know if they're staying in Indy, but um, yeah, so that that's gonna be a great game. One of the top, obviously, the top two teams on pretty much everyone's ratings right now. They're squaring off Saturday. But we have some other good ones too. If Kentucky take it on UNC at a neutral site in Atlanta. On Saturday at State Farm Arena, Ken Palm makes that one UNC 85 to 83. Uh, Alabama's traveling to Omaha to take out Creighton, who's coming off a road loss at UNLV. Is uh, I think they're 12 and a half, 13 point favorites during the week. Probably looking ahead to this game. Ken Palm has that one Creighton 83 to 80 final score, and I do think the Blue Jays will be worth a look at anything. Definitely anything minus two or better, but even probably anything minus three or better in that one. Once the lines go up, I'll be looking to back probably Creighton or pass on that one, but we'll see what the lines are. And then finally, we have Baylor traveling to Detroit to take on Michigan State at Little Caesars Arena. Ken Palm makes that final score. Baylor 74-70 to over Sparty. Um, I do. I like Gonzaga plus five and a half on Friday night tonight. As I'm recording this, I got down on that on the overnight. It's down to four consensus as I record this, though. It's uh, so I'd only get to play for something smaller at four. Five is a relatively key number in college hoops betting. Um, but that's a game. You know, they're fa- facing UConn. The game's in Gonzaga's neck of the woods in Washington. And just be on the lookout for the game. Maybe put a small pizza bet down on the Zags at plus four or better. And a little bit more of a serious wager if that one ticks up to uh, to five, that, that plus five or better. And moving on to NFL Week 15, we got four weeks left in the regular season. We're past that uh, that final quarter poll now of the regular season, the long grind that is the NFL season. Um, I love the Cardinals earlier in the week. Four team was available on DraftKings on Tuesday morning, which was a great bet, I think, even at 13 and a half, which was there for a while. But uh, that one's now down to, I'm seeing 12, even 11 and a half at some spots. There was also an opportunity after some of these moves uh, on FanDuel to snag uh, plus 14 and a half on their alternate spreads at minus 122 juice just after the move down to 12 and a half the other day when that happened and I'm bringing that up not to boast about getting a line or or identifying a line that's no longer available but because it's a good lesson that value could still be found even after you see a line move somewhere you just may have to look a little bit deeper like the you know peek under a few more rocks for the worm so to speak and this type of second order thinking is integral in sports betting and I'd be remiss if I didn't mention that there was an excellent chat a couple weeks ago on the Unabated podcast with Captain Jack and Thomas Viola and their guest Andrew Mack, who is an options trader in the stock market by day and sports better by night. And they dove into that topic of second-order effects and second-order thinking in sports betting and financial markets. So, you know, for example, how does the offensive opportunity get redistributed for Lakers teammates when LeBron is ruled out of a game? And what does that mean? with the correlation between that and assists and rebounds. 
and you know really trying to find those second order effects that maybe the market's a little bit slower to take into effect. Obviously, everyone knows that the line's going to move when LeBron's ruled out of a game, and roughly how many points LeBron is worth to the betting line. But it's those second order effects that you could find some opportunity in sports betting. So I strongly recommend going back and finding that interview, listening to it because it was a it was a really good one. And if you watch the video on YouTube, you can catch Andrew Mack uh, aggressively hitting his vape pen, which I thought was pretty funny. So, uh, but they dive into a lot of stuff there, like strong form efficiency versus semi-strong form efficiency versus weak form efficiency. And according to Andrew Mack, there's three tenets to uh, sports betting in the financial markets in, in both rackets. And the name of the game is the same in, in both of those. And it's, it's, it's three things, inefficiency identification, edge extraction and calculation, and then bet sizing and trade management. So it, it's present in all three and it's, it's it, all three elements are important and um and sorry it's those are present in both and all three elements are important in both and i highly recommend checking that out uh, on the unabated podcast in terms of games this week that i like and numbers that you can still kind of get the, the lions i liked them a lot more when it was at four uh they got real expensive last month heading into thanksgiving but they're no longer uh, we're no longer paying a premium to get to bet on them. You know, obviously they lost outright against the Bears and haven't looked good the past few weeks, especially playing you know away from home. Really, since that Thanksgiving game, people the market soured on them a little bit, and I think it's a good spot for a relative buy low on the Lions as they're returning home now, and 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 they're facing a Broncos team where you know conversely they've been. Um, outperforming market expectations really the past few weeks and the matchup matchup wise it's a good spot for the Lions offense I think to get right in this in this game too they get their center back this week one of the top players in the entire league in pass block efficiency and then conversely the Broncos uh, their their team leader in sacks is likely out this week and another angle I really like in this one the Broncos are playing their third straight road game and teams historically do not perform as well in that third straight road game. If you're catching a team, this really applies more for probably NBA and, and NHL, but if you're catching a team on a long road trip, that first game on the road is when you want to back them a little bit more. But as you play more and more on the road, it's a bit more of a grind. In the NFL, I think it's especially true, too, when you have a three straight now. Uh, teams are pretty bad against the spread. I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I do know generally that teams in this spot that the Broncos are in are, are pretty poor against the spread. And I think it's even worse when they're coming off a win and that win last week with the Broncos of course was an interdivision rivalry game against the Chargers who of course are now slipping Staley's about to get fired if he hasn't already and um, so yeah it's just a good spot I think situation wise and also just a good buy low sell high spot on each team here we've seen some market resistance in this one at four and a half it's tricky because I really I really wanted to play this at four better and do have four um, but now that's four and a half. I can't just be like, hey, go ahead and buy onto four. If, if anything, it's worth checking out a cheap money line, the cheapest money line you could find. I think uh, Circa's at minus 210, and ESPN bet as well. If you're able to get down there, they're at minus 210 on the money line as I'm recording this on Friday. Not a terrible look. And if you have to, I hate using the P word, parlay on this podcast, as we uh, talked about the past five plus years here. But if you have to do it and parlay it with another partner, I think the Saints might be worth a look you can get that parlay at plus money uh money line parlaying the the uh the, the lions and the saints together which i don't recommend doing but there's worse things you could probably do this weekend than putting those two together but uh yeah definitely if you're going to be going that route you're better off just laying the money line on each one because you could find the best price on each one and not be forced to play at the same book you know i've been over this but anyway the lions are a team i like this week i do think they they handle that game and if you got to put something you know minus four and a half at smaller money at four for something serious uh 
that's worth a look, I think. And I'm actually seeing Giants money as I'm recording this in that Saints game. I, I like the Saints. I know a couple of groups released the Saints earlier in the week at four and a half. I don't know if that's injury related, um, but yeah, I'm seeing that the line's down to five now at Circa and DraftKings as I'm as I'm recording this here. So that's that's actually noteworthy. Um, moving on though, and closing out the pod with the official Doggy Juice Pod NFL teaser of the week. We went to nine and five on the year after we cashed last week with the Ravens and the Bills. And for those unaware. Advantage NFL teasers can be found if you tease both legs of a two-team six-point NFL teaser through the key numbers of seven and three on each leg, and if you're laying juice at minus 120 or less. And I've been over this every week this year. A lot of books are protecting against this and getting smart to it and charging more vague or, or charging dynamic pricing and charging more when you're teasing through those key numbers of seven and three, also known as the Stanford Wonk teaser. The market's more and more aware of this, and it's if you got a book that's charging you minus 110 or less, like some do in faraway places, then cherish that because I don't know how long that's going to last. But um, that's where you can find the Advantage NFL teasers, and we've been doing a good job with it over the years on the Doggy Juice Pod. And nine and five on the year here, and we have a few candidates this week. You can get the Steelers on the road at Indy up from plus one and a half up to plus seven and a half on a two-team six-point NFL teaser. The Dolphins were in range earlier in the week, but this is you know, this is the nature of doing a podcast episode on Friday instead of earlier in the week. That's at nine and a half now, but definitely worth including if it ticks back down. And if you have a book that allows you to do a seven-point teaser. Uh, two-team teaser at reasonable juice, minus 140 or less, minus 140, the absolute limit there, um, then I think you know the Dolphins are a worthy add just teasing down to ask them to win the game pretty much outright, you know, laying two and a half. Except at the end of the day, you're just buying points, playing teasers. you got to remember that. Um, the Chiefs, they're available. You can get them from minus eight down to minus two on the road at New England. We've seen some New England money come throughout the week. Teasing road favorites down is typically the least profitable leg on Stanford Wong teasers. I'm actually seeing a couple spots, including Circus sitting at minus eight and a half now. So we'll call this one minus eight and a half down to minus two and a half to be conservative, uh, even though there are still plenty of eights out there. And honestly, if you're a Bears fan, it's a decent hedge to uh, just ask the Chiefs to pretty much win the game outright because you know the Panthers have that number one pick right now, which of course the Bears get, but the Patriots look like the team that's maybe poised to steal that number one pick from the Bears, especially if the Panthers win with this relatively easy schedule down the stretch and their three-point dogs at home this weekend. And I've seen some money come in. There's actually a little bit of juice on that three on the Panthers this week. So decent hedge as a Bears fan to include the Chiefs, but watch them win by one, you know, the Chiefs, but and you lose the teaser leg. But, uh, but anyway, the Chiefs are definitely in teaser territory this week and then finally the cowboys you could tease from plus two up to plus eight there are some plus two and a halves out there they're of course on the road at buffalo higher total in that one with at 50 and a half consensus so more variance in that one and i know the steelers one has a lower total at 42 but i actually i have a bet on on uh, the over smaller bet at uh, at 42 on this in that steelers indie game so that's i think there's gonna be a bit more variance in the markets maybe taking into effect in that game too but a few options this week, but for our official Doggy Juice Pod NFL teaser of the week for NFL Week 15, let's call it the Steelers from plus one and a half up to plus seven and a half, paired with the Chiefs. So let's let's pair the with the Chiefs from eight and a half down to minus two and a half. I hope you can find better numbers than that. I really hope you can get plus one and a half to plus seven and a half paired with minus eight down to minus two. But for grading purposes, let's call it conservatively Steelers plus one and a half to plus seven and a half, and Chiefs minus eight and a half down to minus two and a half. Oh, yeah! All right, that'll do it for this relatively quick episode of the Doggy Juice Pod. As always, follow the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at Doggy Juice. And if you enjoyed listening to this, 
All I ask is please just rate the Doggy Juice Podcast on Apple, leave a review. Even that quick rating takes 5, 10 seconds. It's really helpful to get the pod out. But better yet, just pass it along to someone who you know, a friend or a family member who might be interested in learning more about the latest in state-by-state sports betting legalization or how to become a sharper sports better during these very exciting times in the industry. Anything you could help do to spread the word, spread the love. Always appreciated. We only got a few weeks left of 2023, so I'm going to be doing a year-end recap here in a couple weeks, looking back at the year that was in the sports betting industry. We've had a lot happen, a lot of developments, um, a lot of the things that uh, we are looking to happen, to be frank with you, at the start of the year. Just a lot more uh, consolidation in the industry. We've seen some sports books drop out of the game, including the former book that I used to work with, Play Up, uh, RIP, out of out of the U.S. Uh, markets now. So, yeah, you, you've seen a lot of changes, and I'm, I'm looking forward to covering some of those changes with you here in a few weeks. But uh, in the meantime, thank you all for listening. Enjoy your weekend. Good luck on your action. I'll talk to you all again next week. Doggy Juice 